Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's exactly what we do here every single day. Our quote of the day, we have an ever-present unlimited ocean of love within us. And the first place we must send a healthy dose is to ourselves. I love that. Catherine Ford, Bill Squad, what up? Welcome back. Here we are doing it all over again. <laughs> we are in school, the school of getting better. That's right. But we're doing it together. Hey now. Hey now. Uh, today we're going to be chatting with Catherine Ford. She is an award-winning women's empowerment coach and international speaker, best-selling author, Uh, We're chatting with her about uh, her journey from getting out of a highly toxic marriage to dealing with a devastating health diagnosis. Um, She's been through it, and she is going to help us grow and learn a very special gift and surprise at the end of the episode. Just saying, if you stay tuned to the end, um, there might be something in it for you other than the amazing lessons and the conversation. Uh, before we get to that, um, and she's been featured, what, on like GMA, GMA. and all kinds of places. Yeah. Um, she's uh, an empowerment coach. How, what would you say exactly? What's yeah, her... a woman's empowerment coach. Yes. Um, she was also a best-selling author. She's really awesome. She's very inspirational. And her story, like Maria said, is very, very moving. So I'm excited for you guys to... She dealed with MS. A lot. And a misdiagnosis of it. Dealed. Dealt. <laughs> it's really early, guys. It's hard. It's hard to talk. <laughs> Words can be hard sometimes. <laughs> they can. Oh, sometimes they're really hard and then some <laughs> F-bombs fly out. And I am apologetic, <laughs> friends, that when that happens and somehow, somehow you guys get to hear it, um, my oh. many apologies, but I'm a human and sometimes I uh, get frustrated a, with myself. And as are we, just making mistakes, you know? <laughs> Just humans making errors. Um, But we live and we learn. (laughs) We learn some lessons. Uh, We learn. Um, (laughs) Let's talk, since it is Halloween week, let's talk Halloween. Okay. So I'll start. Okay. I don't know if you've put much thought into Halloween. Are you guys big Halloween people? 
I like Halloween. I don't know if you've checked your schedule recently, but I have something on the 30th that I'm still hoping we go to. Oh, is that the Cougs game? Is it a Cougs <laughs> no, game? No, it's a 49ers game. The 49ers game. <laughs> but I do like Halloween. Pooja was a huge Halloween girl because it's around her birthday. Um, and so she always like hated celebrating her birthday, but liked celebrating Halloween. Uh-huh. But I like, I like dressing up. I don't know. I like, I like fall. Like fall is very cozy to me, but I was never a huge like, oh my God, let's wear, I don't know, costumes. Elaine, are you a Halloween girly? No, not really. I mean, like I like it sometimes, like especially in college, that was really fun. But like outside of it, like this year, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like last year, I didn't even celebrate. I went out to the shelter and I got my cat. That was the day that I got my cat. (laughs) On Halloween? (laughs) On Halloween. I was like, I don't really want to celebrate, but like I want to do something. So I just like went out to the shelters (laughs) and I got a cat. (laughs) How stereotypical. (laughs) Are you right? Yeah. Did you get a black cat? He's, he has black hair. He's like a black and gray tabby. So I guess that kind of counts, right? There you that's go. so funny. Um, maybe that's why I've been getting so allergic is being around Elaine. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. No, seriously. Because no, I'm be, so highly allergic. My aunt used to have an outdoor cat and the cat would come, you know, I would go there once a year on Easter and I would suffer all day. So like you're very allergic. I'm very allergic. Elaine, so, yeah, get, get new clothes. We'll, we'll see after we, after I leave, <laughs> I get to bed. There should be something yeah. that people who have cats can like spray on themselves to like nullify the cat fur because it's like a highly. Imagine you're on a plane and you're a highly allergic person, and you're sitting next to someone that just gushed all over their kitty. Right? It's hard. We it have is, a kitty yeah. that we're not supposed to have. So a kitty showed up <laughs> the day Kelsey and I were leaving Connecticut uh-huh. in September. We um. We just saw this kitty show up, or you guys saw her first. Yeah. And um, she's like an orange cat. She's Abby, yeah. beautiful, or he. It's a he. Oh, that's right. My dad made sure he let us know it was a boy. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess we could have looked, but we didn't. We just assumed it was a girl. We, she, I, th- I want everything was so to be a lovey. girl. Yeah, I know. And so anyhow, this cat shows up, and this cat is super lovey, super playful, little, well, very thin, mm. and just still little. She was probably still under a year old, like a little young And so, of course, we're all obsessed. This is as we're leaving to the airport. So we only had maybe 30 minutes with Mm -hmm. this cat, and we're all obsessed and addicted. (laughs) The cat has not left the house. My dad, we have pictures of the cat. We have this bathroom for this outdoor pavilion where, you know, we'll throw parties. And so he has this bathroom with, like, two urinal stalls out there. And the cat's hanging over as my dad's fixing the toilet, the urinal, like helping him. Oh, my God. The cat is in his feet. Wherever he is, this cat is there. And he's obsessed. And so... I, I I hear the cat, like I the first day we left, I, I went on to the cameras and I looked for her in the front yard and you just hear meow, meow. She's so loud and very vocal very and loud. she just sits there and waits for my dad to show up. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> so His bestie. Yeah, they're besties. But the problem is I can't have a cat. So I'll never be able to go there again. So we put her in the garage for now to be safe from the coyotes and stuff. And it's starting to get cold. And so um, we have to find her or him, even though I keep wanting to say a her, we have to find him a home. I just don't know if he's going to accept it. I feel like that cat will come right back to us. I know. No matter where, even if we cross state lines, I feel like that cat's coming. <laughs> the cat's coming I'll back. 
There you go. Oh my God, Elaine, you should. Elaine, you should. Oh my God, wait. He's so cute, Elaine. I showed you the video. Yeah, a little yellow tabby. No, Elaine, this is the greatest cat I've ever met in my life. This cat is... uh, Kelsey... You're no, the, the one who played the with him cat. more. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's unbelievable. Amazing. He's amazing. He made me want a cat. And I and Maria, you, I told you this, but my mom's like you. Like, she's been to the emergency room. She's so yeah. allergic. So she was like, girlfriend, I can never visit you. Maria's allergic like me. Like, you can't get a cat. Yeah. But Elaine... You need this cat. I've always wanted a yellow tabby. <gasps> I honestly went into the shelter looking for a yellow tabby. Elaine, but none of I have fit. an idea. Oh, my God. I have an idea. I'm listening. Kevin needs to bring the Bijans back to Connecticut. You help him bring the Bijans back to Connecticut. You bring home your tabby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so down. She would do it. You should. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Uh, I'm telling you, Kevin, this morning is like, I think I'm going to ask Kelsey if she'll make the trek with me. I'm like, no, Kelsey's going to die. I go, ask Elaine. I go, Kelsey's going to be miserable that she's going to feel like she has to say yes. And she's going to be so angry inside. And then it's going to take everything out of her. It's going to suck all the life force out of her. I go, take Elaine. But now it's so funny because they just had this conversation and clearly we had it for a reason. Wow. This is happening in real time. This is kind of (laughs) crazy. I'm so excited because then Kitty can still be in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we saw me and Kelsey were looking into like ways to make cats like not super allergic to like for people that are allergic to them. Really? And there's like this like bath wash thing that you just put on them once a month. No way. And apparently it makes it better. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it out. And like if I do bring them over. And then we hug a lot and see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just bring the cat over and see. Oh, that's so fascinating. I never heard about that. But I will say, um, Deb Silverman said that I'm really leaning into my psychicness. She said, you're super psychic and things are happening, guys. I'm seeing things. It's crazy. Stuff's happening. So that whole conversation I know was not a coincidence, by the way, because I was like, no, 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 take Elaine. And so Elaine, wow, this cat is yours. Perfect. Let me just tell my roommate really quick. Oh, your, your roommate <laughs> is the best cat. You've never, uh, by the way, I love animals. And when I was at Beth Stern and Howard's house one summer, we played with all the rescues. There was one named Elvis. If you go to my animal stories, oh my God, on my Instagram, you'll die. He's so cute. Elvis was a love bug. I was Claritined up, but kittens I'm not allergic to. Kittens I can play with, but I was also on Claritin Ready Tabs. By the way, if you're allergic, Claritin Ready Tabs are amazing. You just can't take that stuff every day, you know. So, um, oh, this is going to be so great. Okay. So that's that. Um, you got a cat on Halloween. We digress. We but, digress. But this is amazing. Halloween, I guess. Now, yeah. Oh my God. Wait. Oh my God. You're right. Cause that's when you guys are going to end up flying. I think. Wait, this is wild. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Okay. So, um, so Halloween, I am so grateful that you guys aren't the typical, I'm going to because LA is a little strange with Halloween. Very much so. It is, it's a holiday. Like people like are, are like, it's a, like, it's like Christmas day. It's like, you know, so it's intense. Well, Kev always says on RGF, it's like the narcissist get to come out to play on Halloween. Cause it's like, Oh my God, it's all about me and my costume and this and that. And I'm like, I've never thought of it that way, but it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, I don't want to take joy away from people. Like everyone go have your fun or whatever, For sure. but you know, it's, it's anything in extremes. Mm-hmm. So when people are super extreme about it, I have worked most Halloweens in my life. There have been a few in the last like 10 years that I haven't. And I've gone to my friend's Halloween party for Casamigos tequila. And, uh, and it's like, 
you know, the who's who in LA. It's super fun. And, you know, you got to really go all out for your costume. So last year, was it last year? Did we? You guys went, but it was dead. Like, no, I think it was like not a lot of people. It was like the first year after COVID that they did it. Okay. So last year, and we made the top 10 Halloween costumes on Yahoo. Thank you, Yahoo. Thank you. Uh, Kevin decided that we were going to be vintage McDonald's employees. So he went and he found the vintage cost uh, workwear from McDonald's. And that was super cute. And then we went through McDonald's drive-thru drunk. This year, um, we're diehard Cobra Kai fans. And Sony knows that we, Sony, the, you know, distributor, they know that we're big fans. And they said, we'd love to make you a custom gi. And I said, oh my gosh, I would die for that. But could you make another one so that we can wear it for Halloween? So we got our custom gis. I put it on. It's amazing. I want to start taking karate again. It's so cool. I can't wait to see it. And, uh, and I'm going to have Kevin hold little pieces of like wood that I smash. <laughs> How Tony Robbins of you. I'm going to smash all over the party. Hilarious. God forbid. By the way, I already am very feisty if I drink. When I drink, I want to wrestle everybody. She picks up everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine, like, Kevin, give me the wood. I'm going to, like, punch it, kick it. It's going to be interesting. But um, I'll take video for you yeah, guys. please do. <laughs> so, Kelsey, Halloween for you. Halloween for me. Um, Maria's going to the Niners game with me. And then that's about it. I don't know. I know I'm going to a Harry Styles concert with Pooj for her birthday. Actually, I got her tickets like last year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my Halloween like treat. Okay. Like my friends wanted to go to Horror Nights and I was like, I am not waiting in hours long lines for that. Like it, that sounds fun to me, honestly. Yeah. But not waiting but in lines. Not waiting in lines. <clears throat> so honestly, I'll probably just chill. Make them wait and then show up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, you guys, you guys let me text me when you're at the front. <laughs> Seriously. I, I might, if they, really, if they really want me to go, you know, you're a queen, you work hard, <laughs> you don't have time to do that. It's true though. So if they don't, if they're not willing to do that, maybe I'll do like a little hocus pocus watch at my house or something, something chill. What like, was the, your favorite costume as kids? Oh, I was a witch like every year. Me too. Really? Yes. That's I was funny. only a witch. Like, literally, it was we it. We were all Guys. witches. That's funny. Guys. That's pretty funny. I won my, I won like a costume party once with my witch costume. I was like super scary. Oh. Isn't that so funny? That is funny. We were never like Glinda the good witch. We were always the bad witches. Yeah. I always had, I like, I was always in black. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like cute witch. So like funny. I was, like I was every single year. You know, yeah. Elaine, I kind of have a similar story. When we first moved to LA, we got our first dog, Baby, like just days before Halloween. And I was so excited. So I ended up, and this reminds me, I ended up being Dorothy and I had Baby. Oh, that's cute. And Baby was my Toto. That's so Someone cute. on the Heel Squad did tell me, they like had tweeted or something that, Winnie and I should be Toto and Dorothy. You should. We should. So that's what we're going to do. But Bobo's really the real Toto. <laughs> Bobo is. Bobo. You're right. Oh. Bobo would be such a good Toto. He would be. That's so funny. He'd probably try and run away, but. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, 
for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. Bobo. Oh man, he's so cute. He is so soulful. This morning I did my grateful list with him because you had swiped Winnie. And so I she wasn't like really like the happiest this morning. And I didn't want to just leave her downstairs if you weren't going to be there. And so when I knew you were coming close, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave her there rather than leave her upstairs. So I did my grateful list with Bobo and Max this morning, which he started off like just you know, his head down on the bed and I'm mushing his ears and his little underbite. And I'm like, Bobo, do you want to be grateful today? And he's just looking at me like so soulfully. And then Max comes over and the two of them are fighting as I'm doing my grateful list. I'm like, guys, this is not really, you know, the background I would like for this. Winnie is such a better, you know, you know, grateful girl, whatever you want to call her. But it was funny. Anyway. Love them. So uh, <laughs> from Halloween to Griefulist to Catherine Ford, <laughs> I say we get to the interview, shall we? Uh, Catherine Ford is the founder and CEO of the Excellence Institute, whose main mission strives to help women create the next amazing chapter in their lives filled with health, well-being, rich relationships, time and money and freedom. At 26, she was diagnosed with MS. When she was first diagnosed, she conducted research and she delved into the mind-body connection as a form of healing. 22 years later, she was misdiagnosed with the new diagnosis being NMO. Kelsey, what does NMO stand for? I'm going to have Catherine explain it to you. Okay. (laughs) Since then, she's tried to help other women with her teachings. Heal Squad, welcome Catherine Ford. Hi, Catherine. Hello. How How are are you? you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. We would have been in studio, but I was a little under the weather yesterday and I was nervous. And I hate when someone feels like they're planning their day to get in the car and they leave early and all of that. And then last minute you're canceling. But I did wake up feeling way better today, which was nice. (laughs) Good. Good. Well, you did the right thing. You definitely did. We have to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. So, okay. So what is NMO? Tell us, tell us this whole misdiagnosis and then what NMO is. Well, it was quite a journey. Um, I think what I'll do if it's okay with you is just start by sharing my story. Yeah. 
And NMO is basically, um, it's thought of as a more uh, serious than MS. And I, a lot of people, most people in the world haven't even heard of it. It's considered an orphan disease. So it's very rare for every 100 people, I believe, in the United States who has multiple sclerosis. Only, I think, one of us is, has been diagnosed with NMO. So my journey started 33 years ago when I was 26 years old. Catherine at that time was thriving professionally. I was busy climbing the corporate ladder, loved what I did. I had dreams and aspirations of being the senior VP of HR for the large corporation that I worked for. So that was all great. However, in my personal life, I was very impoverished. I was a couple of years into a highly toxic marriage and I didn't see any way out. And that was very disturbing to me. Um, it was, I felt trapped. I grew up in a family that had certain beliefs around divorce, not being an option. So I was driving home one day from work, had a really bad headache, specifically like over my left eye and didn't actually think much of it because I wasn't somebody to get headaches, took a couple aspirin, went to bed and would end up going blind in my left eye. So it was a huge like shock and I was devastated to be honest. And I happened to be living in Minnesota at the time. So I went straight to Mayo Clinic. I thought I've got to have the experts take a look at me. They ran all kinds of tests and came back and said, we are so sorry to tell you this, but you have multiple sclerosis. I just thought, oh my gosh, all my hopes and dreams. I know for my entire life, I thought they've just been shattered. And the nurses then came in from a place of love to prepare me for all the really scary things Oof, that were chills. likely to happen. Yeah. I have the chills and, all the way down my body. Oh, I know. And I can still see myself standing in the exam room after they left and I'm putting my clothes back on, getting ready to go back home. And I said to myself, no, I am not signing up for that. I'm going to be a medical miracle. I don't know how but I am going to do it. And honestly, Maria, it's the best thing I ever did for myself at a young woman of 26 years old was to not sign up for all the things that they just shared with me. Which is so hard. Scary. It's so hard to do that. And it's so against kind of, you know, anything that makes any sense, but you had a knowing and also at the same time, you had a, a, a will to defy it because most people just succumb to the diagnosis and then succumb to the negatives and all the scary things. What do you think was in you that said no to this, especially when you were in a toxic marriage that you weren't saying no to yet? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and I had those beliefs that I learned early on that I couldn't say no to it. So I didn't even see that as an option at that point. But I've always had this very strong spiritual connection, even from, I remember back when I was a little, little girl. And I, I just always had this feeling like there was more to this than meets the eye, so to speak. And so I have, I had connected with my power in other areas of my life, even as a young woman. So I thought, no, I'm just not going to do it. I, I have this power and I, I'm not going to, I just, that is not the route that I want to take. And I'm going to put everything into helping myself. So that's what I did. I just tapped into that power that we really all have. And like I said, I'm so grateful because I was doing it unconsciously. I wasn't even aware of what I was doing at that point. Now I know better and I know that I can do that at any, any time I want to. So 
So I left Mayo and started researching because I'm, I'm a researcher by nature. I love learning. And so I just started researching what was happening all over the world. 33 years ago, I was in the card catalog section at the library. I hate to date myself. Oh my God. There is no internet, right? Way harder. (laughs) Yes. And I started to just look into what was happening to people all over the world who happened to be thriving when they were facing really scary conditions, real massive challenge in their life. That was the first thing you researched? I started with that. And I, and I also was starting with supplements and things that like were um, sort of where you would normally start food and, and things like that. But I did go to that higher level with what were these people doing? What was their mindset, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that term yet. I don't believe, but it was like, yeah, what were they thinking? What were they doing? And then in the mid nineties, I ran across Dr. Bernie Siegel. Popping. I'm so sorry. Okay. Let's just talk for a minute and see what's, see what is your sign by the way? So I'll just talk about that for a second. <laughs> You're Aquarius. Aquarius. Interesting. Yeah. And what's Aquarius water? Uh, air. Air. What's, do you know your rising and your moon? Maria's Gemini. I don't, but um, I need to do that because I love, I love astrology and it's interesting because I was born on February 10th at 12 noon. Exactly. Catherine, send it to me. I'll do it for you. Kelsey, pull it up right now. I want to know. Okay. okay. Let's see. <laughs> Go to astro.com. Let's just get your moon. I, we just had this woman on the show, Deborah Silverman, and she she came and she did a session with me. And once I understood all the elements, I understood now what I was battling. So I'm like super psychic. I have, I have a knowing. I've done exactly what you did where I'm hey. like, no, I don't have this. Nope. Defying. And I can, and it's like reversing and all crazy, amazing things are happening. Oh, yeah. But and I, I wonder if we have similar kind of charts because there's a knowing that has to be there for you, I think, to be brave enough to say that. So, okay, what year, Catherine? 1963. 1963. <laughs> okay, birth town, like the exact place. St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Cloud. Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I'm learning so much with all of this. Yeah, Kelsey's taking her class. It's great. My Sunday Ooh. class? Holy moly. Okay, let's see. So I, I will read too. it real quick. Oh, yours kind of look like mine. On the side here, let's see. So your sun's in Aquarius, your moon's in Virgo. So that makes sense. So you have a lot of earth. Your ascending's in Gemini. So your ascending is like your soul's purpose. So you're supposed to, Maria's sun is Gemini. So your soul's purpose is basically like to be this. Gemini's are journalists. Gemini's are investigators. Gemini's are super communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, But your moon is in Virgo, which is earth, which is very like organized, pretty type A, perfectionist. Let's see what else you have. I like to, I like to discover systems and set up systems, which is um, one of the reasons why I love what I do now, because I make this easy for, for yeah. my clients. It's like, I'm all about living an easy world where everything is easy. It's so let's just set up a system. You don't have to take all the time that it took for me. So I know this is why I'm, I'm on the planet to do the work that I'm doing to make it easy for people. Very so Virgo. Cool. And you're also your Mercury's and Capricorn, which is like your Mercury is how your mind works. Oh, we love Capricorn. And Capricorn, Capricorn mentally is like that same thing. That's the system. You guys are like all, you love your Excel spreadsheets. You love like that sort of stuff. Like I'm Marie, 
Maria's Maria's is in Gemini. Mine is mine's in Aquarius. So my, both of us are like very we have in none. the air. We have we're, we're all in the air. air. We have no <laughs> Earth. Which so so I would say to you as a Capricorn, you complete me literally <laughs> that's that's what happens we're we're like hire, looking and to hire virgo someone moon. and i'm like we need a capricorn yep or virgo we need or somebody Taurus, who's earth yeah. so mm-hmm. is she double air i so mean double is, water no so she let's see she is she's double air with earth with earth wow you have very little fire so if i were to tell you what element you needed to cultivate in your life it would be fire so literally standing next to people who are like really like and like not judging them and like being more like okay i need to bring more of that into my life like that's what you need yeah and i have to tell you kelsey i loved our time together because you brought that to me i I, I mean i was like oh my god i love this woman the the 30 minutes or whatever it was that we spent together I i like took in that energy. And I just was like, I even said to my husband, I said, I would love to like, she, she's like someone I could totally be a friend with. Oh, like she's just like so we could be like, friends. sparkling. You are so sparkling. And I, oh. I feel your energy just come. I'm, I'm very sensitive energy wise. Mm-hmm. And I have this ability to just sort of from a little girl, just kind of see into somebody, which really helps me like when I'm working with a woman Mm -hmm. to like take all the minutiae away and go, that's it right there. That's where we're headed. And that's what we're going to like release and, and install a new operating system. But it's so interesting because I just love your energy. Oh, okay. You're so sweet. And I'm a fire rising. So that's what I present. So that, no, we had the best chat after I talked to you. I was like, Oh my God, Maria, you're going to love her. Yeah, well, I already knew when I started doing my research on you. But she I'll did. say, um, I want to keep this all in the show. I know. I Let's just do too. keep all of this in, even what we're talking about now. Guys, oh, I love it. Shows, yeah. shows go different ways sometimes. And so as you heard, we were having a little audio issue. We didn't want to make it annoying for you guys. And as we were doing the interview, I was going to ask her her sign. So this ended up being an audio check and you're just going to hear it. So <laughs> perfect. Okay. So we're going to go back to where we were, Catherine. <laughs> you were researching all these things. You had this 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 calling to look for people who um, were getting past hard things, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I knew that the secret of what I needed was buried somewhere within that. And so in the mid-90s, I ran across Dr. Bernie Siegel, who is still today a leading authority and expert in the world on the mind-body connection. And I knew I struck gold. It was like the light bulb went off and I said, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense to me. And I started to realize that all of the stress from that relationship that I was in was really starting to cellularize in my body. Mm-hmm. And after some time, um, I, I gobbled up all of his books. I just devoured them. And I started to develop my own tools and practices and principles to help myself. So what is and, Dr. Bernie Siegel? What kind of doctor is he? He was a surgeon and and he would do like, certain experiments and different things and realize there is this mind body connection. And, uh, one of the, one of the, I remember reading about a story when he would have like, uh, he would do a surgery on, on a child and he was trying to get at the importance of authority figures in our life and laying down beliefs. So he would, the child needed surgery. 
So prior to the child would be checked in and ready to go into the OR and he would stand there next to the parents and say, okay, you are so lucky because guess what? We have a magic operating room. And the little child would look at the parents and the parents would be like, yeah, hmm. great. The minute you fall, the minute you, you lay down on the magic table, you're going to be asleep. It's so amazing. And you're not going to wake up until um, we're here again and, and all, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It was, it was just this whole thing about authority figures, the doctor, the parents, and time and time again, they would bring the little one into the OR, lay them down on the bed and before any drugs were administered, they would be out. And in fact, sometimes they would they would lay the child down on their back, of course, and the, the little one would be like, wait, no, no, I sleep on my, my, my tummy. And they would turn around and be out. It was so amazing. So wow. just power of the mind, right? So I knew I was like, oh, this is this is really something. And he took a deep dive into love. And that really struck me too. I'm like, because I'm all, I've always been all about love and the power of love. And I just know in my heart, it is the most healing vibration on the planet that along with gratitude. So I began developing all these different tools and practices and principles for myself and ways of being and guarding my peace. Like it was Fort Knox, regardless of the chaos going around me in my life. I knew I had this place I could retreat to. So I was actually doing quite well with my health um, and finally decided, got the courage up to get the divorce. Many years later, I stayed in, in the marriage far too long, but it took me a while to overcome that belief that I had, that I just had to try harder. What well, was it ultimately I, that got you to get rid of that belief or to get past it? Uh, it got dangerous. He had, my then husband had issues with rage in our home and, um, he had untreated mental health challenges that he refused to get help for. So he would say that it was me. And if you didn't have at that point, we thought I had MS. If you didn't have your MS, I wouldn't have destroyed this or that in the home, or I wouldn't have done this. And so, uh, it was really starting to chip away at my self-worth too. And I realized that, and the, the, I guess it was the danger part. That I said, you know what, if no one in my family ever speaks to me again, this is dangerous and I, I've, I've got to get out. And, and then so you probably realized everyone still speaks to you, right? <laughs> right. It's like we build such stories up in our minds. And yes, they're trying to keep us in a box for sure, because everybody, yeah. everybody likes everything predictable and simple and they love their certainty. But I'm sure it all worked out after and it's all worked out and it took a lot of courage, but it's not, I always say it's not um, what we receive in this process of transformation. It's really who we become. So I needed to face my fears and overcome that and tap into my own power and stand in my strength in a much bigger way. And it changed a lot of things for me in my life. So uh, how did I, you start getting better though? You said you were getting better and then you decided to to move forward with the divorce. What were you doing that was helping you get better at that time? All kinds of tools. One of them was, I hadn't even named it yet, but it was, it was living in a world and this was part of my meditation. Now I've developed something called a personal passion prescription that when I work with a woman, it's the first thing we develop. And it's basically uh, where, what she would love with respect to her health and well-being, 
her time and money freedom, and her love in her life. So it's what she would love. I take her and stretch her imagination in a really good way because we're the only creatures on the planet who have the gift of imagination, but most people use it to frighten themselves. What's Ooh, the worst thing? So right? true. What is the worst thing that can happen? And so I switch it around and say, let's, let's dream. Let's get you really into what would you love and not based on your circumstances or what you've done in your past, I am going to introduce you to a you you haven't met yet. And I love doing that. I love just stretching a woman into a place where she's just never thought this was possible for her. So I was doing that for myself. Um, I didn't have it systematized yet or anything like that. I was just in my inner world. um, And I could tell how it felt so great. It felt really good to be there. And then I started realizing these are my own terms, but we have what I call an inner pharmacy, right? And I started to realize that when I was in this happy place of mine and I was um, thriving and doing well and noticing what was right in my life, I was feeling great and my all of my body and my hormonal centers were kicking out beautiful sparkling chemicals. This is such, so not non-medical terminology, but it worked for me and it still works for me today. And when I, when we're stressed, Um, in a situation that we feel trapped in or no way out, or it's just been that way for so long, too much cortisol, too many toxic chemicals Mm -hmm. that every single cell in our body is being exposed to and bathed in. Yeah. The mind, the mind, you know, is the leader and the body follows. Yes, exactly. And we have cells of, of memory and recognition in our body too. So I was starting to realize all of these things and developing tools uh, as I said, ways of being, phrases to help myself, all kinds of things. And I would just sort of record them and write them down and so that I would remember to practice them again and again. And, and one of the really big pieces that I remember saying to myself is, there are gifts in this. There are gifts in this. I just don't see them. Yet. And Yet. Mm-hmm. And that helped me tremendously. And then, you know, I'm, I'm this researcher. So I was studying about how our universe really creates. Most of the time, it creates through some, some chaos, some destruction, right? Something has to go away. And then we can like rise up into what was really meant for us or even better than ever. And then I started to come up with this really great, first it was an affirmation. And then I laid it down as a belief. No matter what happens to me, I always come out on the other side better than ever. And that has served me so so well. I love that, Catherine. We did that with Deborah Silverman recently when she came. She said, repeat after me, I am a healer. And I said, I am a healer. And anything that comes comes my way, I can, what did she say? I can handle or... I can beat or pull up your exact. She gave Maria like three affirmations, which were all so good. But that one was like, no matter what comes to me, um, I can, I'm a healer. Yeah. I can take anything on because I know I can heal it. Yeah. And so, and I believe that. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria. My mom would say in her Greek accent, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And that is serving you so well that yeah. you really believe that. Yes. And then have that deep knowing in your cells, just get it in you. It's who you are. Right. And you just, you feel it in every part of your body. So I knew at that point that I had this power um, because it was, it was showing up really well in my life. And, and so I uh, finally got that courage to get the divorce and the perfect storm happened. So I was a month away from having the judge basically in Minnesota rubber stamp our divorce. And my then husband refused to move out until the divorce was final, which was supposed to be in a month. So we were still living in the same home. He called me one day from work. He was a marketing executive to let me know that he had lost his job. So here's a man with mm -hmm. untreated mental health issues. His wife is leaving him. He cared very much about what the world thought. Um, so Honestly, at that time, if you knew us, you would say that he was the husband and the father of the year behind our front door. No, but out into out, you know, what does the world see was very, very important to him. So he he was not wanting this divorce at all. And now he's lost his job. So he finally made his way home that day. We got into an argument. He went down in the basement and he came up with a gun. <gasps> yes the most traumatic day of my life. Oh my God. And I am so grateful to still be here because those things usually <gasps> don't end well. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and thank, thankfully there were no physical um, harm happened. There was a tremendous to either of us. There was a tremendous amount of emotional uh, trauma and um, that took some time to heal. Um, but the, the real silver lining in it is, is that when something like that happens at that point, uh, they made sure he got the help that he needed. 
So, so he was treated and is better now. Um, I don't have any contact with him. Mm. It was, it's better for me. Wow. 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 Kevin, that's so scary. It really was. It really was. And so, uh, interestingly enough, I want to ask more questions, but I don't like, I want to know how you got out of that situation, but I'm also, I want to be respectful and not at the same time, but I just, it's so like, I just uh, saw a movie scene and I'm like, (gasps) yes. And I will say that the professionals in our community were amazing amazing. The, um, everything from right, you know, of course I had, thank God was able to call 911 and everything else, because back then I, I, I didn't have my cell phone right with me. Like I did yeah. today. That was back in 2009. And so, um, I'm just so grateful that the compassionate professionals that, that were there with me at that time, it was, it was really amazing. And so, the big thing with my health too, it's like the doctors could not believe after I went through something like that, how well I was doing. Even despite. Yes. And neurologist after neurologist was like, I can't believe you're not having like a major exacerbation because stress is the worst thing Mm -hmm. for this disease. And I said, but you don't understand. It's how we look at things. Honestly, Maria, I was so happy and grateful deeply and profoundly grateful that I had gotten out of that alive. Mm-hmm. And, and I made, I vowed to myself, I'm going to make the rest of my life, the best of my life. <sighs> and, and I remember them saying, stick with that because it's working. <laughs> and, and so it's, it, I love the Wayne Dyer quote, when we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. It's so true. And it really is. So then I had another blow though, about a year and a half later. Uh, I was decided to switch clinics and, and thought, you know what, I really need to have uh, uh, experts within MS take a look at me. And so and what tried- made you think that? Was there something happening? You didn't feel right? No, interestingly enough, it was the universe. It okay. was the universe. Uh, a few things lined up. My insurance changed. And I thought, oh, you know what? I deserve to go here. Um, and all these different things is so interesting. And I'm, I'm at this point paying very close attention to the signs. Yeah. You're following the breadcrumbs. I'm following the breadcrumbs and I'm saying, yes, this is where, what I need to do. And honestly, I was at a large, um, uh, healthcare organization and I, I wasn't, they would come in for like literally 12 minutes. And I've got this, what I thought was MS, a very serious um, condition. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I was being like looked at thoroughly enough and all of that. So following the breadcrumbs for sure, because it was several things. So I transferred to the Minneapolis Clinic of Neurology and they have an MS center. And the doctor there was taking at that point, 22 year intake. And he said, you know, I'm just going to run this test and um, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm testing for because I don't want you going out on the internet and looking it up because it, it'll scare the, you know, what out of you. So we ran the test and he's, <laughs> then I was called in for an appointment, which is never a good sign, right? It wasn't a over the phone. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. So I come in for the appointment and he tells me he's, he couldn't even look at me. Actually, he was looking at the floor. He was like this. I don't know how to tell you this, Catherine. I'm like, oh, my heart just sunk. And he said, and you were feeling good prior to this. 
Okay. And he said, "Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but your test came back positive for neuromyelitis optica or NMO. And it's, it's a lot more serious than MS. It has a significant mortality rate in the first five years. And I was like, but I'm 22 years into it. I'm thinking about these things, right? But again, I have to say, I was devastated because I had was just climbing out of that whole gun incident. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even know how I drove myself home from that doctor's appointment. It was definitely um, the part of our brain that just takes over when we're on, you know, and says, I can yeah. get her home because I pulled into my driveway and I just went, I can't even believe what just happened. And I started looking it up on the internet and... I will never forget. I just went straight to my bedroom floor. I never thought I was going to, I was sobbing. I never thought I was going to get myself off of that bedroom floor because I thought, what more can I take? What can I handle? Right. And that was only a year and a half after and in Minnesota, after something like a gun incident, the whole entire divorce had to start over with new attorneys and new everything. Oh God. (laughs) So I didn't have a lot of reserves to cope with this new information on neuromyelitis optica, but I'm a researcher. I picked myself up off the floor (laughs) and I said, all right, let me find out about this. And I found out that now 22 years later, there's a doctor in uh, at Mayo practicing who's an expert in the world. Thank you universe. And I'm an hour and a half away. So I immediately made an appointment with him and he walked in the room he looked at me. He turned around and walked out. What? I'm confused. I'm like, what is he doing? And he stood in the doorway and he said, are you Catherine Ford? <laughs> I said, yes. And he said, oh my gosh, you don't even look like someone who's had MS for 22 years, let alone this worst condition. What in the world, besides the medication you're on, are you doing? I want, I want, I want to hear it all. And wow. I said, isn't no, that I'm funny? Not. Cause most doctors don't even, they're like, they're just convinced of whatever the protocol is. Yes. If, and we're always the ones stressing, like you should try this and they should do this. And this is working for me. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to do the standard of care. <laughs> he wanted he, to know. That's cool. He did. He did. And he really did. I mean, he, we went deep. He said, all right, tell me, tell me what you're doing. And I said, well, I believe that Everyone, I told him about the mind-body connection and Dr. Bernie Siegel and then what I had developed for myself. And I said, I believe everyone has some sort of dis-ease. We all have something. It's it's the it's part of being a human. It's human, it's our experience here where we all have something. If we could change it in the next six months to a year, would make the biggest difference in our life. It's either with our relationships, some category of our relationships, our time and money freedom. And I said, I believe mine was left unchecked long enough that it cellularized in my body. And he said, wow, tell me more. And so um, I just started sharing things with him. And he said, you know what? You have got to get this out into the world. And I looked at him and I said, I've just been trying to save myself. I, I, and I was, I was honest with him. I said, I haven't even thought past me. And he said, no, no, no you have got to get this out into the world. This is amazing. This is, you are a medical miracle. And remember when I was 26, he said, I'm going to be a medical miracle. And he said those words. Yes. And it was in the same medical institution, right? It was at Mayo, different doctor, but I said, and everything, it was so amazing to hear him say those words back to me. And then we started, Hmm. you know, just talking some more. And he said, you know, 
there's one more thing I have to talk to you about. And again, I was, I could tell this wasn't going to be like brace yourself. Exactly. And he said, well, first let me ask you, when is your next injection? And I said, well, it's tonight. And at that point of those 22 years for 16 and a half years, I was on an every other day injection of a chemotherapy drug for MS. Chemotherapy for MS? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's a form of chemotherapy and I had to give myself an injection every other day. So basically I felt like I had the flu for about 16 and a half years. Wow. Whereas with MS now, what I've heard people that I know have it, they do an injection like every six months or something. Yeah. Okay. This is way back. You know, I was doing it since 1994 or five, I believe. Yeah. So it was one of the first drugs that came out. And it was hope for me because there wasn't really anything other than that. That was one of the first ones. So he said, I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, again? (laughs) Again, I'm like, oh my gosh. I took a deep breath and he said, yeah, you need to stop those injections immediately. They're harmful to someone with your diagnosis. I looked at him, Maria, I had, you cannot even imagine, I had so much coursing through me. I was angry, upset, resentful. I'm like, I still have permanent damage from the injections. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, I closed my eyes. And I think he held his breath the whole time because he didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, these injections were so hard to stay on. And I just sat there for a minute and then it hit me. I opened my eyes and I said, you know what, doctor? I have a very powerful mind. I have been developing this power for the last 22 years, and I believed with every cell in my body that those injections were helping me, so I know they didn't hurt me. He likes, oh had my this God, huge I love you. <laughs> well, he said to me, he go, I'll never forget, he pointed at me, he said, we're sticking with that. And I said, yes, we are, because if I hold on to everything I've had going through me, yeah. I'll be back tomorrow with a major exacerbation. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it really is what you do with your, with your own, what, what you're going to surmise from a situation, what you're going to create a belief around, like, and I understand in a different way in a much lower stakes way, but even like a stupid thing, we put um, a water filter in our bathroom so we could have water in the, you know, near our bedroom. And we realized that we thought it was the wrong way that we were turning it. And I was drinking unfiltered LA water all this time. And the anger I had inside of me and, you know, you're, you're just so mad at yourself for why this went wrong. And I've been poisoning myself. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to even think about it because that's in the past. As Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches us, the past is not real anymore. And I'm like, I'm just going to move forward and hope we do this the right way this time. And that's it. But how amazing that you cultivated such a strong mind that, um, and such a disciplined mind that in that moment, again, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to believe that they were for me, not to me. And so what happens from there? I love this. This is the best story ever. Oh, I, I mean the worst, I'm sorry, but at the same time, the best, cause. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, cause I'm, we see a vibrant, beautiful human before us. And I'm like, thank I, God. 
<laughs> Thank you. Well, I know this is my purpose in life. I know this is why I'm on the planet because I shouldn't be here for two reasons. One, my health, especially being on that medication that was supposed to basically do me in. And, and then the, the gun incident. Um, so I know that I needed to experience what I did so that I can help other people, you know, transform their lives because they know that I've been there myself. I'm not someone saying, Oh, just do this and this and this. And I have no clue what it's really like to face challenges. So, um, I drove home, I left, I drove home and all the way home. I did gratitude all the way home for everything I could think of. How great. I don't have to do these anymore. Wow. This is the first night in 16 and a half years that I don't have to prep myself for this injection. I'm not going to wake. I'm not going to have a sleepless night. I'm not going to wake up in the morning feeling horrible because what happened was I would have take the injection and then I would feel horrible. And then right as I started to kind of climb out of that and feel better, it was time for another injection. Uh. So I was like, Oh, this is great. And at that time, way back when, um, it was a, it was difficult traveling with it. When I traveled, it mm-hmm. uh, had to be kept cold. It had to be, you know, hand searched. It couldn't go through that. So I said, oh, and then when I would get to a hotel, I had to make sure that there was the a refrigerator, all that. And that was properly refrigerated. I mean, oh my goodness. It just went on and on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do that anymore. And, and I, this is going to allow my skin to heal because I had a lot of, lot of skin issues because the, the, injection sites weren't healing and I would have to go back into the same because there's only certain places you could give it. I have to go back into that same place. And I said, oh, this is part of my healing journey. I am so deeply and profoundly grateful. So literally I just started doing gratitude and it helped to really anchor that shift that I had with the doctor because our mind is really not set up all the time to help us. So we have this strong pull to the familiar and pull to, you know, not not a not in a positive way. So I wanted to anchor all of the positivity that I had been feeling and experienced. Wow. Okay. So what, (laughs) when did you find out you had NMO? So that was, uh, the test was done in December of 2010. And then he retested me because he said, this is so serious. We need to make sure that Mayo didn't mix up your blood with somebody else's name or whatever, because they're human too. But no, it came back. I was praying like, you can't believe that they made a mistake, but it came back um, positive. And then he, you know, really got me thinking about this is my purpose in life. And I've got to share this. By the way, I have to stop you for a second because that again is a great doctor. What I've seen is you get blood work and then they just treat that as like a hundred percent true They start medicating you. And then when you start to medicate, like this would have happened to me. I recently, I got all this blood work. It was like a disaster. And then we retested days later and it was completely different story. And it was from all the travel I had done. My body had gone through a lot. And, but I would have gone on all these medications that then would have set off all these other things. And so I really implore people if they get blood work and there's something off before you go into emergency medication mode and all of that, wait a few days and do it again, just to make sure that you really have this, that you really need this because, um, because sometimes it is just a snapshot of whatever's happening in your body in that moment. Things may be a little haywire because you traveled or you were really stressed that day or something. So I'm really grateful that he tested you again, despite the fact that it wasn't the result you wanted, but that is a really good pattern that doctors should do. Now, most pattern, most doctors won't do it because it's not covered by insurance. 
But if you value your health enough, pay the blood, pay for the blood. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. you'll pay for it in a different way later. Right. And everything has side effects, all medication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that was another thing that I said to myself, look at all these side effects that are just going to dissolve in my life because I don't have to be on that anymore. Oh, wow. yeah. So that was, so you've had it, you've had NMO for how long? I've had NMO for 33 years because I actually had it when I was 26 years old. And I asked the neurologist uh, who found the NMO, I said, what made you, he was taking a 22 year intake at that point because I had just switched to see him. And I said, what made you even think about the fact that this may be what I have? And he said, you know, when you told me that you went blind in your left eye and that was the first symptom you had right there, it was like, the bells were going off, he said, because normally in, in um, MS, it's, it's a much more gradual progression. You know, mm-hmm. somebody might have a, a little balance, you know, imbalance issues. Somebody might have double vision and it returns back. And that was never my case. Whenever something happened, I never got back to my baseline. It would always, I would, I would have some disability on it. So, and so it's the 33 years. Did you get your vision back? I'm working on that, which is so amazing. So partially, yes. And it gets better every time I'm checked. And then I also um, have received, oh gosh, decades ago, a glaucoma diagnosis, which is not related to the NMO, but I love playing with my, with these things. So I had bigger, bigger things to take care of first being the NMO and um, other things. But I then decided, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to take on this glaucoma. And it's a very serious disease too. But for me, it just was, it was under control with medication, but I thought, you know what? I'm ready. Again, the universe lined up all kinds of wonderful things that happened and um, made it so possible. And again, I'm awake and aware. Uh, Interestingly enough, my insurance changed again, or my doctor actually changed. She wasn't accepting it anymore. And so I thought, oh, darn, because I like to establish a relationship with a doctor when you have something that's, you know, ongoing. And lo and behold, here comes Dr. Bowles from Cedars, this amazing neuro um, ophthalmologist from India. And he walks in and I tell him what I'm doing and he's very open to it. Mm which was amazing. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to send it back to the nothingness from where it came. And here's what I'm doing. And I hadn't been for long story short, I hadn't been on the medication because of that change in doctors. So they took a reading on my, it's a pressure in your eyes and it actually came back normal for the first time in decades. And then he followed me very closely because he said, this is very serious. I'm not, even though you got a normal this time, I'm following you closely. So I was in there quite a bit as he was very, you know, diligently following me. And it, I got it so low at one point. He's, I said, how low does this go? He goes, well, I, I never see this in my practice, this low, the pressure. So that is an incurable disease. Yeah. So anything, I'm just here to say anything possible. So, so what did you do? You have a whole process and you take women mm -hmm. through this. You said, was it diet, meditation? Like, what were the things that you did? All of that. And my real um, gem is that 
it's so important. This is the nugget that I really, that the gold that I, that I pulled the diamond, we'll even call it. Uh, it's so important to be the woman who, or be the man who. So I knew that I wanted to live in a body that was really experiencing vibrant health. And that is exactly what I have today. I feel better than I have probably ever in my life. And I'm not experiencing any symptoms of any kind. And I keep getting better every single day. And it's being the woman who. So meditation is a great vehicle for getting us into the quantum field. And then the next step is where I come in. And what I've done for myself is staying there, remaining, Mm. because we come out of meditation or we come back from a fabulous retreat and then life starts happening again. Right. And so it's really the magic of being able to stay in that space more often than not, most of the time, if possible, and live with duality of mind. So at one point, I was in a very sick body. However, in my meditation and in that part of it, I was living with vibrant health and experiencing vibrant health. So, how does that woman wake up in the morning? How does she treat her body? What does she do for herself? The most important really the most important um, real estate you'll ever manage is your mind. And the most important relationship we're ever in is with ourselves. So what kind of thoughts is she experiencing? Uh, Most of those thoughts that we have that are coming from our subconscious to fly under the radar. We're not even aware of it. So it's tuning into how do I feel in a certain relationship or when something happens or with my work in the world or whatever it might be to really connect that mind and body. So that was the key for me is I realized we can't get to what we want or to our dream. We have to come from it. So it's not out there. It needs Mm. to be within us. And when we are, when we just be the woman who it changes everything. And so we're in that quantum field. We enter that when we are in meditation. And when we come out, we need to have changed and be that woman. So what are your tips to be that woman after the meditation? Because I, you, you did Dr. Joe's meditations, right? I, I, some of them. Yes. I'm a huge fan of his. I want to go on one of his retreats. I haven't done that yet. Oh my God. It's the best. Yeah. Um, I've heard that. So when he, he'll say the same thing, like you have to do this with your eyes open. You have to be living this, you know, you can't just wake up and then go start yelling at people and, you know, doing all this, you know, other stuff. How do you explain to your clients to be the woman who, after the meditation ends, how do you carry that into your everyday, you know, the other 23 and a half hours? That's such a great question. I have something called a personal passion prescription. So it is uh, involving their health, wealth, and love because everything in our life affects our health and our health affects everything else. And so we talk about and get really, really clear on what they would love in each one of those categories. And then I ask them as they're meditating, and a lot of them do, Dr. Joe, I meet women wherever they're at. But the key is to memorize that vibration and then set up your world to support that. Whether whether you need to change some things in your home, your office, we weed our garden. Sometimes we have to have more space with people, whatever it is, to really support you in staying there. And it's memorizing that vibration. So when you're in your meditation, seeing it, 
visualizing it, feeling it. I want you to get to the feeling tone of it, of being, for me, it was vibrant health. It was like living with vibrant health. And then when you get up to be able to stay in that vibration of someone who has vibrant health, like I said, how, what, what am I going to, how am I going to treat myself this morning? How am I going to act with others? What kind of boundaries am I going to set up? Because the content of our life is the curriculum for our evolution. So we are constantly in this earth plane that we're in and we just need to move through it differently as though we already have what we would love. That's what I mean when I say we have to, it has to come from us, from within us. So I, uh, I'm all about alignment, getting into alignment with the woman that you want to be and experience and have and do. And carry yourself throughout the day like you already have it. Yes. So you're not and coming what, from lack. Right. And the, the exact. Because the lack cancels everything out. Cancels everything out. So noticing what you're noticing is the number one life mastery skill. Because when you notice yourself, you observe yourself. Oh, I'm feeling that lack again. I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm feeling it. Okay. I need to, before I pick up the phone, before I send the email, before I send the text, whatever it is, I need to get back into alignment with that woman that I'm becoming and be her already and then do the doing because I will have a different result. If I'm creating from that place of empowerment, I'm going to get a far different result. And our nervous system is the entire, is the controlling system of our entire body. So if we're like, you know, in fear or anxiety, that is the worst place to create from. Mm -hmm. Want to shift our nervous system over to that place where we're standing in our strength and we're calm. And that's the best place to source solutions from too. But my work comes in to help women and support them one-on-one as life happens after, you know, say a fabulous meditation um, retreat or whatever it might be uh, to really be there for them. I, I, I walk their journey side by side. It's a beautiful partnership and they get results because I'm there kind of going like this with all the minutiae and saying, okay, this is what we're going to focus on and help them transform. And that just supporting them. And even when they can't believe it, I tell them, you don't have to right now. When we first start working together, you just believe in my belief because if I can do it, anyone can. And I've helped so many women do it too. And you can, cause oftentimes we, we feel like, well, I can't do this. And it worked for everybody else, but it's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And the other key is I get in there and we release limiting beliefs. It's huge. That go, most of them, all the way back to childhood. And we shine the light of awareness on it, expose those beliefs, and they just beautifully dissolve. And then we install a new operating system. And the results completely change in a woman's life. Everything from not just health, but women who have gone decades um, and have not had lasting love in their life, find lasting love and wealth, success, whatever they would love. So if you have a bad thought that comes into your head Mm -hmm. or you start to think about the past, such, you know, a past situation, I'm really aware of my thoughts now because I've done all the Dr. Joe work. And so it's very loud when a past thought comes in or something what do you do? I press an internal imaginary pause button. I don't beat myself up for it. I say, oh, great job, Catherine. Awesome. You caught it, right? Because 
in my early days, I would go for weeks, maybe worrying about something or having a bad thought for maybe ongoing for who knows how long. And so I press that imaginary pause button and then just shift back over to what it is that I want to be in alignment with. You can say cancel, cancel, delete, delete. I offer the women I work with lots and lots of tools because Mm -hmm. I always say you are your own highest authority. I'm going to give you these tools and show you how to use them. And then I'm going to support you in staying in alignment with what you would love because that's how we're going to really get you there fast. Mm -hmm. But you have the ability. I want you to say this one doesn't work for me. This one, maybe I'll put it on an imaginary shelf. Maybe I'll need it later. These right here are gold for me. Yeah. Yeah, because I I know so many of us will struggle with guilt or shame or any of those things. And that's why I love Dr. Joe's work so much, because once I was aware that my thoughts became things and that um, I was in control of them because I had such an undisciplined mind, I remember in the shower vividly as I started doing the work, I would imagine like a catcher's mitt and I would catch the thought and throw it out. And I'd say, no what do I want? And then I think about what I wanted and I would go that way. So anytime something negative would come in, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want that. I want this. And I would shift the focus to what I want. Um, and that was really helpful. And, and it makes me think that I've definitely gone through some tough things, um, like the passing of my mom in such an easier way because of that, because, I know that um, none of it serves me. It doesn't serve me to go back to a moment where I feel bad that I was maybe short with her or impatient with her or something. It doesn't really serve me. And it's, it's not something that she would want either. Um, And so any of those things that people harbor in their minds and in their hearts, um, if you come to this work where you're really being aware and you know that focus equals feeling, And so you have control over what you focus on. Um, It's really helpful. I want to ask because one of our, I think it was one of our Patreon members. um, Are we going to do a Patreon heal event with her? Oh, we absolutely should. We have to. Yeah. Um, What someone asked, um, how were you able to trust in love again after everything you went through? That is such a great question. It took a little while, I'll have to be honest with you. Um, I didn't want anything to do with it at first, but as I began to heal and just searched my own heart, I knew and have known forever that I believe in love. And I realized after I was able to up-level my own self-worth, which is huge. It's another part of the work that I do with women. Oh my gosh, that's life-changing right there. As I was able to do that, I realized, all right, I am worth this. It's what, it's what I want. It's what I would love. And so it was just part of my healing journey to be able to trust people. And it's interesting because as I began, when I finally got the courage to date, um, (laughs) it's a funny story. I I didn't think I was ready. And so a, a gentleman approached me at the market of all places And again, I'm awake and aware to everything. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) all right, I guess it's time. I, you know, and so uh, it took me a little bit after two weeks from that meeting, I I finally contacted him. I wouldn't give him my information. And he's like, I never thought I'd hear from you again. (laughs) And I said, okay, well, let's, let's go out on that date. So it was little by little, but as I look back, I can, as my self-worth was climbing and I look at the relationships I was having the men were also reflecting 
the, the quality of the man for the things that were important to me were exactly reflecting where my self-worth was. Wow. So, yeah. So it, little by little, I got the courage. Wow. I love that. And then, oh man, such a good story. Um, this is one of the longer interviews we've ever done um, because your story is so great. But I want to share with everybody, um, you know, you have this whole system and this whole program and you coach women and you have the Excellence Institute. I want to share with everybody because I told them there's a little Easter egg at the end. There's a little gift at the end. Um, actually, I'll throw it to Kelsey and Kelsey can share with everybody what um, you are are going to be doing for four of our Heal Squad members, which is amazing. And thank you, by the way, for that. Yes. My pleasure. I'm so excited about this, Catherine. People are going to flip. So you graciously offered four coaching sessions with our Heal Squad members. So we do what we do is weekly giveaways in our newsletter. So this is one of the yeah, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, go to mariamanunos.com. There'll be a prompt and you can sign up because yep. the newsletters we're giving, you know, great you know, fashion, beauty tips and what's coming up on the show. But also there's a giveaway every week and we give away cool stuff, like give skin away stuff cool and makeup stuff. and whatever. But so this, but this week, one's the bombest giveaway. The bombest. And so what we're going to do is we're going to feature this episode and then it's going to be, you have to click in, you follow the instructions and then you be, you're entered into the giveaway. So you guys are hearing this after the newsletter went out. So if you got it in your inbox and you didn't click through, go check it out, go to the newsletter follow the instructions and click through on the blog and you'll be entered into the chance to work with Catherine, which is so amazing. We're so grateful. Thank you. I'm, I'm just, it's, it's a pleasure to be able to offer that. I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we're grateful and excited because we love our heel squad and, uh, and you know, there's definitely going to be, I know that the four people who are going to get this are going to have such a kindred spirit connection with you. I know it's going to be one of those kind of magical things and, uh, and I'm excited to see how it goes, but Catherine, you're amazing. And I love your journey and I love how you've looked at everything. I feel like we've been on similar journeys in different ways, but the mindset of it all and the belief and Kelsey's witnessed some things. And, you know, I've been saying, I'm very, um, very upfront about everything I'm going through, but this one kind of, part of this where I'm, I'm working on my healing, there's a little bit of a laundry list and we're already seeing incredible results. And Kelsey, seeing the moments that you've been having live in person, and I can't wait to share it with everybody, um, but it is possible. And, and I remember before I went into brain surgery, Tony Robbins said, honey, it's like last words to me on the phone when I called him to tell him I had a brain tumor. It's like, whatever you believe will be. And I was like, hmm, yeah. You're right. Whatever I believe will be. I believe I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And so um, so your mind is super powerful. And uh, we'll put everything Catherine in the summary of this episode. So if you want to work with Catherine or you want to take part in any of her courses or anything, we'll put uh, the link to find her in the summary of this episode. But Catherine, I hope we can do this again sometime because uh, you obviously have so much um, to share. Oh, thank you. I would love to. This has been my pleasure. It's been awesome. Thank you. 
This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.